Hello, Amazon sellers, and welcome to Amazon Happy Hour with Riverbend Consulting. This is Leslie. I'm a partner at Riverbend, and I am all on my lonesome this week, but we're going to talk about a super important topic, just-in-time inventory. But before we get to that, I want to just explain a little bit about why we are here. We have this lovely podcast every week to try and answer your burning questions about Amazon issues, whether you're an Amazon seller, an Amazon vendor, or coming up more and more, selling on other platforms because we know the e-commerce world is difficult and confusing and we are here to help. So topic for the week is something that I think is an unnoticed trend right now, or should I say, not necessarily a well-interpreted trend right now in the Amazon world. And that is just-in-time inventory. So give me a moment to explain here. So just-in-time inventory, I'm sure most of you folks out there know, uh, it used to be the hot new thing. What, back in the 80s? Isn't that when the Japanese really started with just-in-time inventory, streamlining their manufacturing supply chains, and it helped them to really create an incredible and competitive advantage in automotive and electronics manufacturing. Um, and really, the United States struggled and the rest of the world to catch up with this amazing trend over a decade or two um, and retooled lines and supply chains um, to take advantage of the incredible uh, financial benefits of just-in-time inventory, which are so many. You know, you don't want to have stuff sitting around. It's, it's, it's simple. You don't want a lot of inventory on the books just sitting there, taking up space, and you're not getting paid for it. You're not turning it over, right? That's just the basics of it. So ideally, just in time inventory, it comes in your door and immediately goes right back out the door to a customer. So let's back up for a second and look at what's been going on with Amazon over the past year. A lot of it because of COVID. But a lot of it, I'm wondering if it's things that Amazon has wanted to happen or thought about implementing. But then with COVID, there really wasn't much choice. Maybe there were some initiatives kind of sitting around in the vault, right? That they decided, hey, now's the time. Let's push this through. So thing number one that everyone knows about was when all of a sudden you couldn't ship to Amazon. And then when they turned those shipments back on, it was limited quantities. So all of a sudden, sellers are having to send in multiple shipments in smaller quantities. And what does that look like for Amazon? Well, instead of storing 30 days, 60 days of your inventory, they're storing 10 days of your inventory, 15 days of your inventory. Better for Amazon because they are running out of warehouse space. And for you, the result, that is much more like a just-in-time supply chain. Then look at the way the buy box is being managed. For the first time in my memory, and I've been selling on Amazon for 10 years. I'm an Amazon grandma. Um, so usually, if there's an FBA offer priced within reason of all the merchant fulfilled offers, the FBA offer gets preference. But now you're seeing merchant fulfilled offers with the same price or a higher price even sometimes than the FBA price, 
they're getting the buy box. Why? Because Amazon's fulfillment network is absolutely overwhelmed. And so by pushing the responsibility of shipment onto the seller, that is much more like a just-in-time supply chain decision. So what are we supposed to do as sellers? Because seriously, y'all, just-in-time is not an easy concept. This is a level of granularity and planning that Fortune 500 companies have struggled with forever. And that's when they actually have control over their entire supply chain. So think about a General Motors, right? They've got to bring all of these parts into the plant at the right time to manufacture the truck. But they're working with suppliers that they have back-end systems leaked together. They have an understanding of when certain inventory is supposed to arrive. Amazon is a different beast for so many reasons. As a seller, it's really hard to predict exactly how much inventory you're going to move this month, especially right now with demand curves all over the place because of people adopting online shopping. Second to that, you do not control when Amazon receives your inventory. Yesterday, I talked to a client who has had LTL pallets sitting in a yard since November. November, sitting at Amazon since November, y'all. So we cannot control how Amazon is even receiving the inventory. They're trying to figure out when they're going to sell out of this ASIN. They know when they're going to sell out of the ASIN that's been received, like the quantity that's actually inside the fulfillment center. But they don't know when they're going to sell out of what's sitting in the yard because when is it going to even be received, right? So if you know this is coming, okay, back up a second. You don't know this is coming, but I'm telling you, this is really my gut feel and the feeling of a lot of people who work in our business at Riverbend, who are ex-Amazon people who understand the Amazon, Amazon thought process. Amazon wants to move as close to just-in-time inventory as possible because they are running out of warehouse space. They're building as fast as they can. And let's face it, they have had a whole lot of inventory just sitting that is garbage, and they've got to get away from that. That's why you see your storage fees inching up and up and up and up and up, right? They do not want stuff sitting at the warehouse. So you're a third-party seller. You ship stuff to FBA or not. How are you going to accomplish just-in-time inventory as a technique when you're a little guy? Okay, so the first thing, plan, 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 and plan some more. You've got to figure out your demand curves. In the past, I think a lot of us have kind of cheated a little bit. We have relied on the FBA warehouse to be our padding. You could set the little bell reminder when you're going to run out of stock. And you could kind of go on automatic and say, you know what? I think we're going to run out in 30 days. So we're going to stock 45 days worth. That's pretty common uh, school of thought. I've even got people who will put 60 days in thinking they're going to, you know, we're going to sell through. I think we're, we're going to sell through this much in 30 days. I'm going to put in 60 days of stock because they are so afraid of running out. Because if you run out, what's the terrible thing that happens? You don't, you don't just run out of stock. I'm sorry, y'all. 
I just, someone just danced across my background and it was really funny. Um, you don't just run out of stock. That's not the, oh, now we got the dog. That's not the only problem. The, the problem is that you lose your bestseller rank, right? If you run out of stock um, and your PPC ads aren't running and everything's just dropping like a stone. That's the problem. So you don't want to run out. So a lot of people put in 60 days worth of inventory for the next 30 days because they don't want to run out. That's not going to fly anymore, as you already know, because you've got limits on how much you can send in. So you really do have to actually plan the demand curve. What do you really think you're going to sell? And then work with your manufacturer or your suppliers to actually get that number in the warehouse. But how are you shipping it in? If you are shipping it in LTL, you don't want to ship it in LTL anymore. You need to ship it in by individual boxes. Dude, I'm on Facebook Live. You're killing me. And that's life in the time of COVID. So if you ship everything in LTL, it's going to sit in a yard and you're just not going to have any control at all over anything. I know it is more expensive and it is not anyone's preference, but if you can actually ship stuff in with a preferred carrier, ship multiple boxes in by UPS, you're actually better off. Um, you're much better off than if you're doing these massive LTL shipments. So thing number two that no one wants to hear, actually, this is thing number three, no one wants to hear. Number one was plan, plan, plan. Number two is forget LTL. You've got to ship in individual boxes or you can do some LTL shipments, but you've got to plan on doing some in the individual boxes with the preferred carrier. You're just going to have much more consistent volume of inventory at the warehouse. And number three, everyone hates this one, y'all. You've got to have a 3PL or a merchant fulfilled strategy. It is just a must have these days. And I know it's another thing. And a lot of y'all got into Amazon because you could do FBA. That was the whole point, right? Ship it and forget it. Well, ship it and forget it is not going to work in the near term because ship it and forget it requires that Amazon allow you to have that pad, that 45 days of inventory when you need 30 or that 60 days of inventory when you need 30. And we are losing that pad and we're getting charged more and more and more money for having that pad. Um, so control what you can control, my favorite phrase with Amazon, control what you can control and what you can control is you know your UPS shipments are going to be received faster and more accurately than your LTL. And you know that if you have a merchant fulfilled strategy or a 3PL strategy, if you run out of stock at the warehouse because you're unable to get that LTL shipment received fast enough, you can push that product out. Your ASIN will still be live. You will have an offer because remember, you can have a merchant fulfilled offer and an FBA offer live on the platform at all times. And if you want to, you can toggle between those. You can turn one off and turn the other one on. So this has <laughs> been my super fascinating, exciting discussion on just-in-time inventory. I really want to encourage everyone to think about it this way. Stop thinking about this is a short-term COVID problem, because I really don't think it is. I think this is the wave of the future with Amazon and how they expect you to deal with your inventory at the warehouse. And then as long as I've got you here on a, on a fantastic 
happy hour afternoon. I'm going to throw in one other quickie topic because I've kind of been laughing about it for the last 24 hours. Because yesterday, everyone's favorite Uncle Jeff, Jeff Bezos, uh, said that he would no longer be CEO of Amazon. And all over social media, people proceeded to freak out, including third-party sellers and vendors. I mean, panic everywhere. And it was everything from like people who practically acted like he was getting forced out which is kind of funny, um, to people thinking Amazon's not going to do retail anymore and that all of a sudden they're going to love sellers and take care of them or all of a sudden they're going to abandon sellers. Man, it's just crazy. So um, I wanted to throw out my two cents and a lot of my two cents, it's like my one cent plus the one cent from the brilliant people on my team who spent a lot of years working at Amazon. So first of all, y'all, Jeff hasn't been day-to-day -day at Amazon for a long time. He is out like inventing rockets and he's in his magical cave in the desert with his perpetual giant clock that costs $50 million or whatever. And he's playing with his robotic dog and he's, he's doing his thing. And he's all about like new inventions and stuff. So anyone who thinks he's been like sitting in on meetings like the rest of us do every day, nah, he's been just big, you know, big conductor guy. He's not, he's not day-to-day -day and hadn't been for a long time. Second thing, uh, he's still going to be executive chairman and he is highly thought of at Amazon because he founded the company. So he's still going to be having his opinion and being listened to and people are going to follow along in Jeff's footsteps. That's just how it's going to be. So next, the dude replacing him has been there like 25 years or 23 years or something. He's not new. He's not some like unknown quantity. Some of the, some of the reaction has acted like he's an unknown quantity. Andy Jassy is the last thing the furthest thing from an unknown quantity. He uh, shadowed Bezos for several years and he was head of AWS. AWS has made all the profit for Amazon for quite a while now, so he knows profits. But just because Andy Jassy is about distributed computing doesn't mean they're gonna abandon retail, which is their bread and butter and how they got started. Um, I think everyone knows that would be a tremendous pivot, which is my fourth reason this is nothing to panic about. Behemoth companies don't pivot. They move one degree very slowly to the left or one degree very slowly to the right. I know Amazon is well known for innovation and change and doing new stuff but they're still massive. They've got like, what, what, a million employees and they're just huge. There is not going to be some dramatic overhaul that happens tomorrow. I think third-party sellers are still, they were in a great place yesterday. They're in a great place today. Uh, vendors were in a good place yesterday. Good place today. Um, Jeff moving from one title to another. Eh. It, I just don't see it being anything dramatic at all. So that's my two cents for what it's worth. Uh, I think um, a lot of folks in our industry know that there is so much change 
in e-commerce, it's really easy to panic. And a lot of people, frankly, enjoy spreading fear, especially in my business, the reinstatement business. People really enjoy spreading fear. And I'm here to tell you, there are a lot of things to be afraid of. Um, Jeff moving from one title to another and having more time to spend trying to go to Mars um, is not one of them. So my two cents, I think Venus agrees with me. That's why she's coming in right now. She's telling you, don't worry about Jeff. It's all good. Thank you, everyone, for joining me on today's happy hour. I hope you sneaked in a drink. And if you don't, it's probably time to have right now and toast Uncle Jeff for his many years of success at Amazon and opening up a platform for all of us sellers out there. Please be sure and follow us and like us and subscribe to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube and all those wonderful platforms out there so we can continue to push you news and information and strategies that will help Amazon sellers and vendors to be successful. If you have any questions or comments, please throw them in the comments section. Even if it's after this live broadcast, we still respond to you later. And keep your eyes out for our next broadcast, which is gonna be a week from now. And we are gonna be talking about a super hot topic, Amazon video ads, you need to learn about it. I will see you then. Happy selling.